Chapter Six of Peter and Wendy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Peter and Wendy by J. M. Barry. Chapter Six: The Little House. Foolish Tootles was standing like a conqueror over Wendy's body when the other boys sprang armed from their trees you're too late he cried proudly i have shot the wendy peter will be so pleased with me overhead tinker bell shouted silly ass and darted into hiding the others did not hear her they had crowded round wendy and as they looked a terrible silence fell upon the wood if wendy's heart had been beating they would all have heard it slightly was the first to speak this is no bird he said in a scared voice i think it must be a lady a lady said tootles and fell a trembling and we have killed her nib said hoarsely they all whipped off their caps now i see curly said peter was bringing her to us he threw himself sorrowfully on the ground a lady to take care of us at last said one of the twins and you have killed her they were sorry for him but sorrier for themselves and when he took a step nearer them they turned from him tootles face was very white but there was a dignity about him now that had never been there before i did it he said reflecting when ladies used to come to me in dreams i said pretty mother pretty mother but when at last she really came i shot her he moved slowly away don't go they called in pity i must he answered shaking i am so afraid of peter it was at this tragic moment that they heard a sound which made the heart of every one of them rise to his mouth they heard peter crow peter they cried for it was always thus that he signalled his return hide her they whispered and gathered hastily around wendy but tootles stood aloof again came that ringing crow and peter dropped in front of them greeting boys he cried and mechanically they saluted and then again there was silence he frowned i am back he said hotly why do you not cheer they opened their mouths but the cheers would not come he overlooked it in his haste to tell the glorious tidings great news boys he cried i have brought at last a mother for you all still no sound except a little thud from tootles as he dropped on his knees have you not seen her asked peter becoming troubled she flew this way ah me one voice said and another said oh mournful day tootles rose peter he said quietly i will show her to you and when the others would still have hidden her he said back twins let peter see so they all stood back and let him see and after he had looked for a little time he did not know what to do next she is dead he said uncomfortably perhaps she is frightened at being dead 
He thought of hopping off in a comic sort of way till he was out of sight of her and then never going near the spot any more They would all have been glad to follow if he had done this But there was the arrow he took it from her heart and faced his band Whose arrow he demanded sternly Mine Peter said tootles on his knees oh Dust at hand Peter said and he raised the arrow to use it as a dagger Tootles did not flinch he bared his breast strike Peter he said firmly strike true Twice did Peter raise the arrow and twice did his hand fall I Cannot strike he said with awe. there is something stays my hand All looked at him in wonder save nibs who fortunately looked at Wendy it is she he cried the wendy lady see her arm Wonderful to relate wendy had raised her arm Nibs bent over her and listened reverently. I Think she said poor tootles he whispered She lives peter said briefly slightly cried instantly the wendy lady lives Then peter knelt beside her and found his button you remember she had put it on a chain that she wore around her neck See he said the arrow struck against this it is the kiss I gave her it has saved her life I Remember kisses slightly interposed quickly. Let me see it. Aye, that's a kiss Peter did not hear him he was begging Wendy to get better quickly so that he could show her the mermaids of course she could not answer yet being still in a frightful faint, but from overhead came a wailing note. Listen to Tink, said Curly. She is crying because the Wendy lives. Then they had to tell Peter of Tink's crime, and almost never had they seen him look so stern. Listen, Tinkerbell, he cried. I am your friend no more. Be gone from me forever. She flew onto his shoulder and pleaded, but he brushed her off. Not until Wendy again raised her arm did he relent sufficiently to say Well, not forever, but for a whole week Do you think Tinkerbell was grateful to Wendy for raising her arm? Oh dear, no Never wanted to pinch her so much Fairies indeed are strange and Peter who understood them best often cuffed them But what to do with Wendy in her present delicate state of health? Let us carry her down into the house curly suggested I said slightly That is what one does with ladies No, no Peter said you must not touch her. It would not be sufficiently respectful That said slightly is what I was thinking But if she lies there tootle said she will die I She will die slightly admitted, but there is no way out Yes, there is cried Peter. Let us build a little house around her They were all delighted quick he ordered them bring me each of you the best of what we have got our house be sharp In a moment they were as busy as tailors the night before a wedding They scurried this way and that down for bedding up for firewood and while they were at it who should appear but John and Michael as they dragged along the ground they fell asleep standing stopped woke up moved another step and slept again John John Michael would cry wake up 
where is nana john and mother and then john would rub his eyes and mutter it is true we did fly you may be sure they were very relieved to find peter hello peter they said hello replied peter amicably though he had quite forgotten them he was very busy at the moment measuring wendy with his feet to see how large a house she would need of course he meant to leave room for chairs and a table john and michael watched him is wendy asleep they asked yes john michael proposed let us wake her and get her to make supper for us but as he said it some of the other boys rushed on carrying branches for the building of the house look at them he cried curly said peter in his most captainy voice see that these boys help in the building of the house aye aye sir build a house exclaimed john for the wendy said curly for wendy john said aghast why she's only a girl that explained curly is why we are her servants you wendy's servants yes said peter and you also away with them the astounded brothers were dragged away to hack and hew and carry chairs and a fender first peter ordered then we shall build the house round them i said slightly that is how a house is built it all comes back to me peter thought of everything slightly he ordered fetch a doctor ay ay said slightly at once and disappeared scratching his head but he knew peter must be obeyed and he returned in a moment wearing john's hat and looking solemn please sir said peter going to him are you a doctor the difference between him and the other boys at such a time was that they knew it was make-believe while to him make-believe and true were exactly the same thing this sometimes troubled them as when they had to make-believe that they had had their dinners if they broke down in their make-believe he rapped them on the knuckles yes my little man anxiously replied slightly who had chapped knuckles please sir peter explained a lady lies very ill she was lying at their feet but slightly had the sense not to see her tut 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 he said where does she lie in yonder glade i will put a glass thing in her mouth said slightly and he made believe to do it while peter waited it was an anxious moment when the glass thing was withdrawn how is she inquired peter tut 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 said slightly this has cured her i'm glad peter cried i will call again in the evening slightly said give her beef tea out of a cup with a spout to it but after he had returned the hat to john he blew big breaths which was his habit on escaping from a difficulty in the meantime the wood had been alive with the sound of axes almost everything needed for a cosy dwelling already lay at wendy's feet if only we knew said one the kind of house she likes best peter shouted another she is moving in her sleep her mouth opens cried a third looking respectfully into it oh lovely perhaps she's going to sing in her sleep said peter wendy sing the kind of house you would like to have immediately without opening her eyes wendy began to sing i wish i had a pretty house the littlest ever seen with funny little red walls and roof of mossy green 
they gurgled with joy at this for by the greatest good luck the branches they had brought were sticky with red sap and all the ground was carpeted with moss as they rattled up the little house they broke into song themselves we've built the little walls and roof and made a lovely door so tell us mother wendy what are you wanting more to this she answered rather greedily oh really next i think i'll have gay windows all about with roses peeping in you know and babies peeping out with a blow of their fists they made windows and large yellow leaves with a blind but roses roses cried peter sternly quickly they made believe to grow the loveliest roses up the wall babies to prevent peter ordering babies they hurried into song again we've made the roses peeping out the babes are at the door we cannot make ourselves you know cause we've been made before peter seeing this to be a good idea at once pretended that it was his own the house was quite beautiful and no doubt wendy was very cosy within though of course they could no longer see her peter strode up and down ordering finishing touches nothing escaped his eagle eye just when it seemed absolutely finished there's no knocker on the door he said they were very ashamed but tootles gave the sole of his shoe and it made an excellent knocker absolutely finished now they thought not a bit of it there's no chimney peter said we must have a chimney it certainly does need a chimney said john importantly this gave peter an idea he snatched the hat off john's head knocked out the bottom and put the hat on the roof the little house was so pleased to have such a capital chimney that as if to say thank you smoke immediately began to come out of the hut now really and truly it was finished nothing remained to do but to knock all look your best peter warned them first impressions are awfully important he was glad no one asked him what first impressions are they were all too busy looking their best he knocked politely and now the wood was as still as the children not a sound to be heard except from tinkerbell who was watching from a branch and openly sneering what the boys were wondering was would anyone answer the knock if a lady what would she be like the door opened and a lady came out it was wendy they all whipped off their hats she looked properly surprised and this was just how they had hoped she would look where am i she said of course slightly was the first to get his word in wendy lady he said rapidly for you we built this house oh say you're pleased cried nibs lovely darling house wendy said and they were the very words they had hoped she would say and we are your children cried the twins then all went on their knees and holding out their arms cried oh wendy lady be our mother ought i wendy said all shining of course it's frightfully fascinating but you see i'm only a little girl i have no real experience that doesn't matter said peter as if he were the only person present who knew all about it though he was really the one who knew least what we need is just a nice motherly person oh dear wendy said you see i feel that is exactly what i am it is it is they all cried we saw it at once very well she said i will do my best 
"'Come inside at once, you naughty children. "'I am sure your feet are damp, "'and before I put you to bed, "'I have just time to finish the story of Cinderella.' "'In they went. "'I don't know how there was room for them, "'but you can squeeze very tight in the Neverland. "'And that was the first of the many joyous evenings "'they had with Wendy. "'By and by, she tucked them up in the great bed "'in the home under the trees, "'but she herself slept that night in the little house, "'and Peter kept watch outside with drawn sword, "'for the pirates could be heard carousing far away "'and the wolves were on the prowl. "'The little house looked so cosy and safe in the darkness, "'with a bright light showing through its blinds "'and the chimney smoking beautifully, "'and Peter standing on guard. "'After a time he fell asleep,' and some unsteady fairies had to climb over him on their way home from an orgy. Any of the other boys obstructing the fairy path at night, they would have mischieved, but they just tweaked Peter's nose and passed on. End of chapter 6